Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. Yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everybody and welcome to a Forza Italian Football podcast. It's pre-season and it's me, Dov, so obviously I have to talk about some or some of the big clubs uh, in Italy. And first up, I'm joined by pretend Juventus fan, Adam Digby. Adam, how are you doing? It's better than a pretend Kiev fan. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. It's been a, been a nice, easy summer and looking forward to getting football back. So, first up, um, obviously... After last season, Juventus swapped Massimiliano Allegri for Maurizio Sarri. So the first thing is, it's nice to start off with, is what do you kind of make of that coaching change? Um, I think it's a, a step that Juve needed to make, isn't it? I think anybody who'd been to Juventus Stadium or an away game in the past 18 months can attest to the drudgery that that Juve, watching Juve had become. And it really was mind-numbingly bad over the <laughs> at least at least over the past calendar year that Allegri was in charge I think I think we've seen in his first few seasons certainly his first two or three we saw the the genius of Allegri the 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 sudden oh do you know what if we play 4-2-3-1 and use Mandzukic as a left winger mm-hmm. that'll let everybody play and we'll be really good and and that came from nowhere it the same with moving Vidal into an attacking midfield position to, to make space for Pogba and, and Marquisio. And I think he was guilty probably, in the, especially last season, of getting inside his own head a little bit and, and overthinking things and, and being too cautious and letting his, his concerns get the better of him. Um, I don't think that was helped by Bonucci's terrible form and Cancelo's poor defending in the, the first part of the season. But I think as the season wore on, it just never changed, and and the oh well, it doesn't matter how you play in, in September became November became March, and then the Juve were out of the Champions League and the season was over because they'd already won the league. It, 
it, last season ended very abruptly, didn't it? And it ended with a whimper. Mm. Um, so I think changing to Sari, I think it's a, it's it's what the team needed. It's what the club needs, and I think it it ties in with the the off field changes that you've have made to tr- to try and have a a team that people actually would like to watch as well as hopefully a successful one on the field. Do you think that'll make a difference though? Because I fully expect you meant is to have the League One by by March again. And if they're and if you get a kind of a repeat of last season and even with Kinasari in charge, like the atmosphere and the latter home games after the Champions League exit at the Allianz Stadium was worse than it that usually is because people just couldn't care less anymore. Like you say the season was finished, there's nothing to play for. Do you think Sari can change that if it happens again? I think the the very fact that Juve will actually be playing football and and the fact that the the result's not a foregone conclusion like it was with Allegri because with Allegri Juve were never really going to lose in Serie A were they? They no. like they, yeah you have the odd upset but they, they they played every game as though they knew it was going to be something nil and mm. and hopefully <laughs> they'd score a goal. Um, and, and that was very often the case, apart from the odd few exceptions, like the draw with Genoa, where the, the ball bounced on a drain and stayed yeah. in field, and, and ridiculous bits of misfortune like that. But I think with Sari, with a, an actual style of football and a, a, a willingness to be adventurous and, and open up the, the masses of attacking options that this squad has got, um, and, and then the fact that it's not going to be just another match. I mean, it might be a match to the title, but at least it will be an entertaining one. Like, you know, with Allegri, it was just grind it out and, and three points at the end, it doesn't matter. I think he, whether Sarri is good or bad, the football will be good to watch. So I think if he's good, yeah, you will probably win the league again and, and that'll be easy. But I think the fact that it will be done with some style will make the Champions League very different. And then I think I don't think anybody has any expectation of Sarri in Europe. So I think it kind of buys him at least this season where if they went out early, it's it's not the end of the world like it was with Allegri because it's just Sarri learning his way and with another year he can get used to it and blah, blah, blah. I think I think the, the change in style and the inexperience of the manager, even though he's won a European trophy and Max Allegri hasn't, I, I think that I think that will buy Juve this season at least as long as they're entertaining. There you go. Right, let's move on to the, the transfer dealings. Um, you, I've... I, I think Juve have kind of strengthened everywhere. Uh, Delict came in, uh, a, a massive coup, getting probably the best young defender in world football. Um, two free transfers and Arabio and Ramsey improves the midfield, and then we'll see what happens up front. I mean, wh- what's your take on the for the incomings first before I get on to your Twitter rant about <laughs> nobody leaving? Well, I've, I've turned that Twitter rant into a full article that should be out later today as well, so there's, there's much more of that to come. Um, I think the, the 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 purchases, as you say, you, you can't really knock it, can you? I mean, Gigi Buffon is now Juve's second-choice goalkeeper, which, after his year having a midlife crisis off in Paris, is, is surely a good thing. You can't really... Especially with, like, with Bart Sally retiring and... I think having a, another veteran leader in the dressing room is never a, mm. a bad thing. And I think the character of Buffon should help, even in games when he's not playing. Um, I think the defence with De Ligt, as you say, I think if he can get ahead of uh, Bonucci in 
Mr. Sari's plans, which you don't really pay seventy-five million for a third-choice central defender. Is that, so is that what you expect? Do you expect him to come in and place a Bonucci, not Chiellini? I, I think it, I think it's it's too easy, isn't it? Like on one hand, I want to go, yeah, he'll start alongside Chiellini, but you're talking in a very specific number of games there. I think I think probably Bonucci Delict will probably be the most commonly used pairing in defence mm. because I think you have to. We've seen with Chiellini in the past, you have to manage Chiellini now, don't you? He's got mm. to that stage of his career where if he plays every game in September, October, he's going to miss games in, in March and then you're playing Daniele Rugani against uh, Ajax. And, and then you lose and then you go out and then you sack your manager and turn your club upside down. <laughs> but I, I think um, I think it'll probably be De Ligt and Bonucci a lot more than people think, but I think in the games when it matters, it's going to be Chiellini, De Ligt. And I think we'll probably see those three, much like we should have done with Medi Benatia last season. I think we'll probably see those three cycle in and out of the team mm. quite a lot. Um, and I also think that the bringing Demaral in from uh, Sassuolo, where he seemed to only be at Sassuolo because Juve didn't have a, a non-EU place available in January. He, they just parked him there, as we've seen many clubs in Serie A do in the past. Um, I think him coming in should not be underestimated either. I think he gives Juve a, a solid fourth-choice defender and that means you can rest your first-choice central defenders ahead of a, a big European game. And I think that that really is a, a key factor. And I, I think he looked very impressive in pre-season, albeit in, against a very weak um, number of opponents. Um, I think if you, if, you take, if you take the fact that um, Sari would prefer a fullback who can defend like Danilo mm. over the the, the massive um, drop off in attacking quality that that brings when you swap him for Cancelo. I, I think that again is a, probably a very good signing. I think it's one that that plays into what Sari wants to do and balances the team a little bit from Alexandro on the opposite side. Um, then I think yeah, in midfield you can't argue, can you? you you've taken the the problem area of last season when it was Matuidi and Emre Chan starting alongside Pjanic too. Now you have options with Ramsey and Rabiot uh, that should help open up spaces against weaker teams and then you can bring Emre Chan back in for the, the tougher matches and, and that should provide much better platform for the attack which which hasn't changed at all and I, I think that's probably something we'll come on to talk about in the, 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 the departures or lack of. Um, but I think, yeah, overall the team has been strengthened and I think... Juve's summer, from a, an acquisition standpoint, is a, a very, very good one. I think that it, it's some excellent names. It's, it's made the squad much better, and it it should bring a, a a renewed hope for for what the team can achieve because they are that much better across the board. Well, even then, they, they did all the business early as well. I think you, you, there's only really kind of one area missing, and that that's a bit complicated in itself. But all the business was done very, very early, so you can kind of get preparing for the new season under a new coach, which, again, I think shows you the organisation and the planning that goes into Juve, whereas at some other teams in in Italy, it's almost the exact opposite and they're kind of floundering around the day, the day before yeah. the season starts. Yeah, def- definitely so. And I think probably even right up until September the 2nd when the transfer window closes, you know, it's, it's, it's a, an area where the... Juve are streets ahead of other teams and they have got those players in early and I think when you have a coach like Maurizio Sarri where we know you can you can trot out the old every cliche can't you that's in every article written about Sarri joining Juve it's, 
his system takes time to implement, the players need time to learn it. Well, if you've got all those players in before the end of June, then they've already got a two-month head start by the time the season starts. And then August football doesn't really count, so it's September. So, OK, then it's it's almost three months of, of practising for, for games that actually matter and, and games where Sarri will actually be on the sideline, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I think getting it getting those buys early was, was crucial in that. Mm. Right. What about up front then? Because this is this is the this is the question mark. Um, does Dybala? He was off, but then he wasn't off. He could be off again. Is Mauro Icardi coming? Gonzalo Higuain's there. He, Sarri loves him. You've got Mandzukic. Where is he? Where's he going? Ronaldo's about the only one up front that's actually certain to be staying and would definitely be there come September September the second. So what what's going on? I I have no idea. I mean, I think I think for the past for the past seven or eight years, being a for lack of a better term, a Juve expert, has been very easy, hasn't it? You, the club has a clear plan. They go out and they execute it. Everything makes sense. You, you can see what they're trying to do, um, and I I think that even in the other signings that we've discussed, that holds true. Even even with exchanging Cancelo for uh, Danilo, I think Danilo's clearly not as good a player, but Maybe he's a better fit, and okay, you can make that you can make that make sense. And the same with Ramsey and Rabiot, you've injected some attacking quality, you've injected some some youth, some exuberance, and and that's what was lacking in the team the last season in midfield. But then you look to attack, and it's just a a mash of players who have either underperformed last season, who Juve didn't want but are still there, and Cristiano Ronaldo. It, 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 it doesn't make any sense. I think that what we saw last season, it's still going to be a three-man attack, just like it was under Allegri. So we saw last season that the, the best combination of three attackers from this squad is Bernadeschi, Mandzukic, Ronaldo. But when you're paying Dybala as the third or fourth highest-paid player in the squad, he's, he's not going to be happy on the bench. And we saw that last season when Bernadeschi replaced him in the starting lineup. Mandzukic is... Is a, a very important player to the the way that the team has played in the past, but does he really fit this time? He can't. Every, everything of Sarri's system is building towards creating chances for the guy who's playing at number nine, and I don't really think that Mandzukic is that guy anymore. Um, you look at the Juve squad, and you would imagine, and goes back to Sarri's original press conference, and you think that Cristiano Ronaldo is that guy that he would just play Ronaldo as the the middleman of the three. Um, and, and funnel everything through him. And, and to me, that would still make the most sense. But then you have Dybala, Mandzukic, Higuain. None of them fit that system outside of that. So you're left with Douglas Costa and um, Bernadeschi, which that's absolutely fine. You know, I wouldn't have any complaints with that. If that was the, the front three against Palmer on Saturday, then I'd be more than happy with that if it was Bernadeschi, Ronaldo, Costa. But I, I don't think that it will be. I think that he's going to try and force Dybala in as a, as a false nine. I think we're going to see games where more games than not where Ronaldo's out on the left. And and then Gonzalo Higuain, yes, Sarri loves him, but he, he still dropped him at Chelsea last year after making such a fuss to sign him. So I think he, he kind of understands that Higuain's best days are behind him and that at the, the very highest level, he's not good enough anymore. Um, so we're, we're left with at least two players in my mind in Higuain and um, Dybala that, that the club really don't want and spent the last two months trying to sell. 
um, and and they've refused all the offers and they're still there. Mm. And and then that stems further back in the team with Sammy Kadira, who's been in the same position, and with Rogani as well. And you just end up now with a squad that is um, 20, 27 players, but that includes um, Perrin and Piazza, who are clearly not going to play there injured anyway. Mm. So you're down to 26, but you have a, a Champions League squad that can only be 22 of those players because, ridiculously, the only homegrown, club-trained player in the Juventus squad is Carlo Pinsolio, the the third choice goalkeeper who's actually the fourth best goalkeeper that the club owns um, and, and he's going to get in the Champions League squad because otherwise it would only be 21 players so it, it, it really is a ludicrous situation and it's one of, of Juve's own making because for all they've done their, their business in the incoming players quickly they've they've let this drag on and on and on and to my mind from, from where I sit and from what I've seen and heard this summer they, they've not really pushed hard enough on these players to leave. They've they've kind of said that, oh, there's an offer from Manchester United if, you, if you're interested. And, and Dybala's gone, no, I'm OK. Oh, well, what about Tottenham? No, Adam, I'm OK. And and now Dybala's still there. And maybe PSG, maybe not. It might depend on Neymar. It, it'll probably depend on whether Dybala wants to go live in Paris or not. And it, it's the same throughout the squad. You've got these six players now who, who are not going to be playing Champions League football and Sorry, no, it's five players, isn't it? Luca Pellegrini has gone as well. And then you take out Piazza and Perrin and, and you're down to three players. But three three players out of the rest of that Juventus squad is three big international players. You're talking either Rugani, um, Matuidi or Kadira or maybe both. And then at least one or two or three of those attacking players as well. I mean, I don't imagine for one second they would leave out Dybala, but Mandzukic and Higuain are not going to be happy if they're not in the Champions League squad. And, mm. and Sari said himself in a, a press conference on August the 10th um, that it, it was a, an embarrassing situation and that questions are really going to be asked of you when they, they leave those players out. And it, it, it really is embarrassing. Like You need to sell those players. You, you can't have somebody like Sammy Kadira earning as much as he earns if he's not going to be in the Champions League squad. You can't have What's the problem, Gonzalo then? Higuain the same. Is it, is it the wage? Are, are Juve paying them too much? Is the transfer fees being asked too high? Do the players just think, I'm at Juve, this is great, I'm going to win everything this season, I don't want to go anywhere. I mean, if they're, they're clear, well, there's going to be a few of them that aren't going to play and they're not going to be in the Champions League. Yeah. Surely you'd be like, right, well, I'm, do, do I want to sit on the bench or what? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, well, I think I think we've seen we saw last season with Dybala. Um, he, he he clearly was unhappy when he wasn't in the in the match day squad. He was clearly unhappy any time he was substituted. He he threw three or four different tantrums last season, including a a massive one against um, Milan when Moises Keane came on and scored the second goal in a two 0 win. Dybala mm. was throwing his coat and the warm up jacket and water bottles and everything on the touchline and having a a real paddy and. And yes, you can explain that away and it's fine and Allegri mishandled him and he should have been playing and blah, blah, blah. But the, the simple facts of last season were Dybala didn't fit alongside Ronaldo. In no game that they played together did they play well. We've seen that again in pre-season so far where he's he's running off celebrating a goal by patting the back of his shirt against a third division Triestina, which is is ludicrous. And and it also notable for the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo didn't play in that game and Dybala scores, which is what happened last season. He, he scored against rubbish teams when Ronaldo didn't play and then everyone's saying he should be starting in big games. And I, I have a lot of time for Dybala. He's clearly a very talented player, but he's, he's not really lived up to the hype in big games apart from four or five examples, like the, the Barcelona game or the, the Manchester United away game. And, and, and one or two others. But by and large, he's, he's been hugely disappointing in big matches. And his Champions League goals last season, apart from what Old Trafford came against young boys, which is a, mm. a massive reason why Juve went out of the Champions League after only scoring uh, one goal in the games against Ajax. And, and they really needed a player who could open up big teams. And, and he just can't do it. We've seen that time and again. And I think you're going to end up with much more of that this season if he, do, if he doesn't go or if somebody doesn't go to make some space. Because... All those players, whether it's... I mean, you take Ronaldo away, he's the obvious one. Bernadeschi is a, an Italy international and he seems to be in, at Juve for the long haul. So you've got Dybala, Mandzukic, Ronaldo, Douglas Costa. None of those players are going to be happy if they're on the sidelines. And, and to put yourself in that position through a combination, you were saying about is it high transfer fees, is it the wages? I think when you look at the wages that are play, paid in the Premier League and at the biggest Spanish clubs and PSG... Juve's wages outside of, of Ronaldo are not really that high at all. And, and those players could very easily make up that same money going elsewhere. But you look at some of them, where like Dybala, I think with him, I don't think the message that Juve want him to go was sent loud enough. And you can, you can, you can argue the merits of whether that's the right thing to do. But mm. uh, it was very clear this summer that Juve were pushing Dybala to go to Manchester United and to Tottenham. And, and now to PSG. And for him to stay, to me, clearly, because it's not going to be about wages, he's clearly going to be a high-profile player if he goes to the Premier League or, or to PSG. To, clearly, to me, that's a, a bit of miscommunication in how wanted he is or not wanted he is at Juventus, whether that's Sarri not telling him or the, the club's management not telling him. He very clearly was pushed to the exit. And if you start that with a, a player as big as Dybala, your, your number 10, the the player who was the star of the team for two seasons, 
you really have to follow that through because you end up with a, a disgruntled player. You end up with fans who are upset about it, and and it, it's nobody's fault other than the clubs. And then I think the same is the the, the a very similar kind of thing with with a player like Rugani. He's now, as we were discussing, with Bonucci, Chiellini, De Ligt, Demiral, Emre Can can filling at centre back if you need him. Sixth choice or something. Now, he's he's very fit. You would say fifth choice fifth. because you probably play him at centre back. Well. Some people would probably play him at centre-back over Emre Chan. I think I'd rather play my mum at centre-back with Daniel Rugani because <laughs> my mum's not afraid to get stuck in. Um, but I, I think there was talk earlier in the week of him going to Roma for, in exchange for a Roma youth team player and then at, at 25 million and the Roma youth team player puts something on Instagram about loving Roma and doesn't want to go and suddenly the price has jumped to 40 million. It's, <laughs> it's ludicrous. Daniel Rugani's not, not worth anywhere near 40 million. And, and if he's not going to play, Juve only paid three and a half million for him. If you if you sell him at twenty five million, you're making a huge profit. And we've seen with other players that Juve have sold this summer, like Cancelo, they're not afraid, to, or um, Spinazzola, they're not afraid to sell players for for not very much as long as it's a profit. Moises Keane, another one, twenty seven million euros. I think Everton can probably double that in in six months' time. Um, so as long as there's a, as a plus Valenza to be made, then then they should be shipping these players out. And I think it's a it, it really is just a ludicrous situation and it, it's it completely goes against everything we've seen from the the club's management and from the way that the club has been run over the past almost ten years of of Agnelli's presidency. Probably the first year where Dalniri was still there and Morota was just finding his feet was was very difficult. But I think after that so at least the last nine years of, of well-run, well-executed planning. It, it just doesn't seem to have been there this summer. And for me, the fact that it was earlier this year when, when Morata left and joined um, Inter, I, I think that, that reflects very badly on everybody who's still left at Juventus because it, it looks to me like, like, yeah, Inter have got their own problem with Icardi, but apart from that, they've done some very smart business this summer. They've got rid of... All their problem, well, their other two problem players in Nangola and Perisic, they've brought in some smart signings in Sensei and Barella. And, um, Luka- if Lukaku works out for them, they're going to be a major force this season. And, and obviously with Conte, we know what we're going to get there. I think Morata seems like he's he's carried on what he was doing before, and and Juve seem to be floundering a little bit in one aspect. I think you have to be very very careful in in, in saying that they. They are doing very well in the way that they're managing the club off the field. They have done very well in signing players. They did do very well to, to get Maurizio Sarri as the coach. And, and they've done some very good deals elsewhere with Pellegrini for Spinazzola and making a massive profit. Cancelo for Danilo, as I said, whether you like the players or not. It's a change in style at right back and, and a massive profit on top. It's, it's really just this, this inability to sell unwanted or um, unnecessary players, I guess, is the mm. way. Because players like Perrin, even if you're saying Dybala, Rugani, they're not bad players. They, they just, they're not needed by Juventus. And that, yeah. there's no shame in that. They, they won't be the first. Um, but it, it, failing to do so has really left the club in, to quote Maurizio Sarri's words, an embarrassing situation. Yeah, it, it, could, it could get worse. You could have Icardi on the team. Do you see that happening? Well, <laughs> it'll be amazing if it happens you move from Inter to Juve being the kind of guy he is I can imagine uh, 
his Instagram will be full of uh, memes and all the rest of it if he does. I, I think I think for that to happen, I think if you would have asked me at the start of the summer, I would have said yes, I, I could see that because I think kind of signing other team in Serie A's best player has been a, mm. a, a go-to move for Juve, hasn't it? We saw it with Higuain, Pjanic as well. Um, maybe even Bonucci from Milan if you really want to go there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I, I think it wouldn't have been a surprise at the start of the summer. I think now, I think you'd probably have to see realistically Mandzukic, Higuain, Andy Bala probably Andy Bala, or at least two of those three mm leave before you could even begin to contemplate it because the idea of adding a, a fourth face to that is, is ludicrous and <laughs> it, it, as much as you want to criticise Juve for having not sold those players I think bringing in another player when, when you can't sell the ones you've got already would just be ridiculous I think in all honesty I think that's probably why Icardi's still at Inter because I think he's hoping and, and Juve maybe as well that, that that space could be cleared for him and he really is out of options anywhere else, isn't he? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I think Napoli are the only other team really that they're in for him. And from everything I've read and heard, he's kind of waiting on the situation at Juve, kind of sorting itself out before he makes a decision on, on what he's going to do. Obviously, he's not going to be Inter the season he says now, but just wait for the September the 2nd to come and he's still there. But he's not going to be there. And I think he wants to go to to Juve. Yeah, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Um, right. Expectations then. I, I, I think when we did this last year, this time the expectation was the Champions League. That didn't happen. So simple, right? Champions League. That's the expectation. That's what you need to do. I, I think that has to be the aim, doesn't it? I think everything about the way that the club is run is is pushing for um, success in Europe. Success in Serie A is is. It's boring now, isn't so, it? It's boring. You it, win it every year now. Who cares? <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think that it's the winning it every year that's boring. I think it's the manner in which they've won it every year. I no, no, it's the definitely past... the winning it every year is boring, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but I think if if Juve came out and they, they scored a hundred goals and played the way that Manchester City played last season and won the won the Premier League, I, I don't think that would be boring. I think it's when it's two nil against Benevento mm-hmm. and and mm. 1-0 against Hellas Verona and grinding out a 0-0 draw away at Lecce because ooh, it's a tough place to go when you travel that far south, you know. It, you, you can it's never warm down it south, granted. Adam. It's warm down south. Kind of you know, it's, it's a, I think it's just as much that than anything else. I think, well, no, sorry, I don't think it's just that. I think it's also the fact that it's been so easy. I think outside mm. of the, the first season with Milan, when Allegri was at Milan, and two seasons ago with Sarri at, at Napoli. It, it's been too easy, hasn't it? It's mm. just been... Even the, the season before uh, before that, when it was Roma by four points, mm-hmm. Juve were playing re- resting players in the Champions League to, to make sure they got to the final, which they did uh, in Cardiff. And it, it ended, the gap ended up being just four points, but it was actually more like 14 when Juve was still playing games. So yeah, it's kind of like what I happened think, last season. I think what was the gap? 11 points at the end of the season. 11, but, but, it was but really it was like 20 25. Point, or so, wasn't yeah. It? yeah, and we've had two seasons where it was 17 over Roma mm-hmm. um, after that first Milan one. And then I think there was like a nine from Napoli with uh, Benitez. Um, but it's just been such a, a, a procession, hasn't it? Right from... Apart from that one season with Napoli where Juve had the bad start of the first 10 games, 
it's just been an absolute walk in the park where you know by November that it's it's finished and it's just a matter of when, not if. <laughs> and 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 that does put the massive pressure on on winning in in the Champions League. I think with a, another year of Ancelotti and and now Conte at Inter, I think maybe we might see it. Well, I think mm-hmm. Napoli should push Juve. I think Inter. It's either they're either they're either going to be in the top two and within four or five points of the title, or they're going to be sixth, and Conte's not going to be there by Christmas, aren't they? It's either going to be incredible <laughs> or it's going to be a disaster, you know, because... Well, that's that's Inter. Like we say every time, it's like, that's what Inter do. It's either goes well or it's just chaos. Yeah, and I think with Conte's combustible attitude, that's that's either going to push them like Trapattoni did and like Mourinho did to, to overcome their own inherent craziness, or mm. it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to make them implode even more. So I think we'll wait to see with that one. But I think that combined with the, the problems at Juve probably going to give us an actual title race at least for a little while. I was going to say, do you um, really think there's going to be a title race? Like come April, May? I, really? I think go on, deep down, I think, Adam. Go deep down into your heart and go, nah. It's... I, I think it depends, doesn't it? Because if, if everything goes... It, it's really difficult because if everything goes great for Sari with the squad that he's got, Serie A is going to be easy mm. and then they're going to concentrate on Europe which then means the second team is going to have to play in the league which might make it interesting again so I think if if Sarri comes right out at the beginning and everything's great it'll be easy again but I think if they struggle if he gets pneumonia and the number 10 is kicking off because he's tried to sell him and Daniel Rogan is still getting games and, and the corpse of Sami Khedira is still allowed to start in midfield <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then maybe we can have a title challenge, you know. But I think, I think the the fear is, I suppose, for Juve fans is that all these problems kind of build up all at once, and Juve don't get off to a great start, and Inter and Napoli do, and they push them in the league, and then Sarri struggles in Europe, and and there's there's a path to to Juve ending the season empty-handed, isn't there? You know, I think I think, but then you look at talent, and talent always wins, and. Mm. Juve have got far more of it than anybody else, and you would imagine that even Juve's second team is is good enough in all but about four or five games in Serie A to to still get the job done. You look at the way that Demiral was at, at Sassuolo last year, and he was he was a superb central defender. He was very difficult to get past, and now he's the the fourth choice centre back at, at Juve. And, and and there's a very strong case to be made that Bonucci is third choice. So you can you can rest your two starters and start Bonucci Demiral, which who who in Syria outside of Napoli and Inter has better centre backs than that? You know, it's it's difficult, isn't mm. it? Yeah, and I, I think that's the same across the board. Okay, at full back you're talking it's uh, Quadrado and De Chilio, but okay, you, Quadrado and De Chilio are good enough for, to play Sassuolo, Spal, Hellas, Lecce. Yeah, I, th- I think you can far. make a strong case that the, the entire bottom half of the table, and then probably some of the some of the teams in the top half of the table at home, like Torino, who very rarely trouble Juve at Juventus Stadium, or, mm-hmm. or, or Fiorentina, who just seem to roll over in Turin and then fight for their lives in Florence, I think. I think outside of probably seven or eight teams away from home, Juve's second-choice centre-backs, even if they are Quadrado and Dicilio, and as I was saying before, it probably won't be the both of them. It'll probably be one of them, mm-hmm. and then... And then uh, somebody else starting in the league it, it, it's 
it's it's very difficult to see how many teams can actually cause Juve problems compared to how many teams can cause each other problems, isn't it? And you you look at Inter and you think, yeah, it, it could be great, but they're going to have Champions League. They've got a new manager. They've got a, a striker in Lukaku who seems to have forgotten where the goal is in in the last year or so. And, and if they're in the same boat, kind of, aren't they? They need everything to click for things to go well for them. So it's 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 difficult to see where the challenge is going to come from. You think if you if you talk about a challenge, really, I think you're talking Napoli, about really. if if Napoli doing better than last season because they've got a year of continuity mm. and. They've improved a little bit with Manolas and a couple of other players, and and then you you really are though looking at will the question isn't will there be a title race the title the question is are you they're going to struggle a little bit with Sarri because if they don't then there's not going to be a title race at all is there the, the gap last year was was 20 points and Juve have gotten deeper and stronger for all their problems mm-hmm. so if things click no there probably won't be a title race but I think there's a there's a strong case to be made that there's there's enough problems there to, to mount up. And if, if Napoli and Inter can get off to a good start this season, then, then yeah, maybe there will be a title race. And then the question becomes Europe. And I think that that's where the interest lies for Juve. It's where the interest lies for Juve fans. And, and it's also, ironically enough, where Sarri proved himself last season in, in winning the Europa League. He, did, yeah, he got to, what was it, was it the Carabao Cup final as well? So he did yeah. like, two cup competitions, got to the final one, one lost the other. So, yeah, I think, and he, he seemed to learn by the end of the season that actually, if you rest your best players before big games, it's a good thing <laughs> instead of running them into the ground like he did. Well, at, that, that was one of the Napoli. criticisms of Napoli, wasn't it? He yeah. wouldn't rotate anything. He was like, "I've got my eleven, and they play with the, these two subs on seventy minutes, and then eighty-two yeah, I mean, minutes, uh, and it was that's every how game the same, isn't it? You, you know, it was Hesai, Albiol, Koulibaly. It was Gulam until he got injured. Then Mario Rui, mm. Alan Hamšík, Jorginho. Uh, Insigne, Mertens, and, uh, Mertens, Mertens, yeah, Mertens, and then Mertens was the sub. <laughs> Hamzik would always come Mertens, off seventy minutes. Yeah, for, for Zielinski. <laughs> Mertens will come off, and then and then Rogel will come on right at the end because mm. Rog makes thirty-five substitute appearances a season for Sarri, and and <laughs> you could you could see it before it happened and it, when it worked it was fantastic but then they got tired and it, it didn't work anymore so he, he went away to Chelsea for a year he really seemed to learn his lessons from that he he had good success in the cup you could argue that if his his um, goalkeeper didn't hold a mutiny ahead of a penalty shootout he might have won two trophies last season um, and because he seemed to completely give up when Kepa refused to come off mm. uh, in the Carabao Cup final and then yeah, he, he won the Europa League and he won it against Arsenal too, you know. He, it wasn't like, oh, it was the Europa League, he's beat Dinipro and he's, he's done okay against a seventh-place Spanish team or whatever. He he did quite well last year in the, in the Europa League and, and you, you then you give him Cristiano Ronaldo and, and Juventus and let him loose in the Champions League with De Ligt and Chiellini and everybody else we've mentioned. And th- there's reasons for genuine hope and belief that, that he can go and do it. And you, you look at all the other managers who who've done well in Europe in the past, whether it's Klopp or Simeone or even Guardiola. And they had to have their first season in the Champions League being successful at some point, didn't they? And, mm. and Luis Enrique at Barcelona, the same. And, and when you play good football and you score lots of goals, the, the possibility for that is far greater than when you're, you're Max Allegri. And you, you look, I, I don't want to slander Max Allegri. He was a fantastic coach for, for Juventus. But I think when you're when you're holding out that you can win 1-0 or 2-0 in, 
in the Champions League in 2019, you're opening yourself up to problems when, when all these teams, even the likes of Ajax and Atletico Madrid, teams that we see as defensive or, or not absolutely the elite sides, when they can go and score two and three and four goals, then you, you have to be able to do more than score one or two goals when you've got Cristiano Ronaldo, Dybala, Costa, Benedeschi, all the other players that we've mentioned before. And I think that change in mindset really does bode well for you in the Champions League. And hopefully, if, if Mr. Sarri can get over his pneumonia and his 60-a-day smoking habit and the fact that he's not allowed in... Maybe he's not allowed in Juventus Stadium because he's from Campania, you know. Maybe he's not <laughs> pneumonia at all. Maybe he's just been found out he's got a, a daspo for the game like everybody else from Campania. Um, once that's out of the way, I think, I think that, yeah... This, there's a genuine reason to, to think that, that Juve can do really, really well in the Champions League. And it, it wouldn't be the first time that a chain-smoking manager has, has come in from Napoli and, and done very well at Juventus, would it? There you go. Right, Adam, that is Juventus, I well, say done and dusted, but done and dusted before the season starts. Um, everybody, you can follow Adam on the Twitter and you can get some lovely Twitter rants like, like I did yesterday. <laughs> at ads adz 77 so yeah. get on there and there's links and stuff in the description and all the rubbish like that adam always a pleasure and i'm sure we'll see each other and speak again later on in the campaign yeah i'll see you at a stadium somewhere soon
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.